Welcome to Commission Impossible. I'm Scott Fish, and with me, as always, is Ryan McDowell. We have become known for commissioning over the years, got together to start a podcast to help other commissioners out. If you are new to the show, all our episodes are pretty evergreen, so go back and listen to them all. Lots of people do, and we love hearing about that. I believe that we might have an email in here that says that uh, coming up. We're going to go through some emails today, but we also go through bad commission stories, interesting league ideas people have sent us. Um, we go over some of our own ideas. When the NFL does crazy stuff, we talk about how to handle that as commissioners. Uh, you can email us at commishpod at gmail.com. Go to commishpod.com. That's where you can find the link to subscribe to our Substack newsletter. Paid subscribers. Uh, every week we give away an SFB 11 spot, which is kind of awesome. Uh, and you can, you know, look for previous episodes. Try to search for something in a previous episode there. So that's it, commishpod.com. Commishpod at gmail.com is the email address. Now, on to the show. Ryan McDowell. It's it's been it's been an extra week. I had some stuff come up and we just couldn't couldn't make it work last week, but we're going to bring the the listeners a show this week and next week. We're not going to take our normal, you know, we're not we're not going to skip out on you for too long. We're we're going to give you a show this week. We'll give you a show next week. Um just last week didn't work. But uh how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good for sure. Yeah, we we got a little busy there at the, yeah. the beginning of summer, I guess. Uh, and uh, but yeah, we're we're back and uh, we'll be able to. I think I think our our schedule's opening up a little bit. We'll be able to hit yeah. these a little more often. And and really, the same thing on the uh, commission possible Substack. Look for uh, more more uh, newsletters. Yeah, maybe. more more content coming from that as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's, let's just hit the questions. We, we got a bunch of new league ideas, like creative league ideas in the hopper, like 21 pages of them, Ryan, but we also have a bunch of questions. Yeah. So I figured we'd hit up a bunch of questions and, uh, next week you can, can get some creative league ideas and settings. Ryan, you want to start with the first question? Well, let's do it. This is Sean from Twinsburg, Ohio. Ooh, uh, twins. Yeah, so, so many Ohio listeners. We're huge in Ohio. <laughs> We're big in Ohio. Twinsburg, I see. Yes, yeah, nice. Uh, Sean says, I've been listening since the beginning. I've gotten a lot of good advice from you, too. Thanks for everything you do. Thank you, Sean. Uh, I'm wondering how you guys plan to handle the additional NFL week starting in 2021. I run a 10-man league. It's broken into two five-team divisions. Okay. Uh, each team plays everyone in their division twice and every other uh, everyone in the other division once. This is 13 games, leads to a uh, to a cut. I'm sorry. It leads to a cut to a six-team playoff. Yes. Uh, then three-week playoff puts the championship game week 16. Basically, his current format works perfectly. I don't want to end the season a week early this year, but I have been unable to come up with an elegant way to incorporate it into my season thus far. Uh, Can't you yeah, just flip I, it? Can't you flip it, right? Play non-division teams twice and play your own division once, and that's 14 weeks, right? Because you play the five teams out of your division once or twice each. That's 10 games. And then the four games in division, that's 14. It's a nice, fair, even way to even it out. However, you lose that. Di- or, or you could make the divisional games count double when you do play them. I don't know. What's the, how do you think about that? <laughs> I like that. I mean, I, I get the uh, the 
reasoning for playing your division teams twice. Absolutely. Um, yep. I mean, I think in, in this specific example, the easiest way to would probably be, man, I, I think you could easily add another game against your, uh, against the other division. So one mm-hmm. other game. So you play one of those non-division teams twice. You add the extra week. I, I still don't know. Taking all of the elements out, the schedule, the playoffs, and and really all of those factors, I, I don't know what I want to do in my leagues. Like, do I want to use right. week seventeen as my uh, as my title game? I, I don't even know if I want to. And and really, none of us knows what that's going to look like in the NFL. You know, is is the new week 17 going to essentially be like the old week 17 was with Mm -hmm. so many players sitting out? Uh, Are we going to have now two weeks uh, like that? That's, that's basically a week that you don't want to play fantasy. We don't really know, but the NFL kind of forced our hands a little bit with the, with the week 14 uh, buys. So Scott, I know our original position was, Let's let's sit back and wait this year. Let's keep with yep. the, let's stick with the same schedule. See what happens. And now we have playoff buys, and that's yeah. that's a little uncomfortable. So yeah. now we've got to do something. I was a sit and wait and see what happens. Or you know, if you don't want to do that, if you want the extra week, make it a two week championship. You know, just right. to eliminate a little. Like that's how I felt. Um, but that's yeah, that's not an option this year. Uh, as for this guy's problem. I think you could go with the playoff four teams in your division twice and the five teams outside of your division once or twice. You're basically going to play one of those teams twice, right? Um, that would be the easiest thing. I mean, and, that, and that's what default schedules are probably going to do. If right. you want to get little, like get a little wonky with it, Sean Duffy from Twinsburg, Ohio, I guess you could set it up the same way you've set, like with a 14 week regular season, play all four teams in your division twice and play the four te- the five teams outside your division once each, which is 13 games. And that second game that you're supposed to put, like say like you are say, Ryan, you are the guy I'm supposed to play twice outside of my division. Cause there's going to be one of those for everybody. Right. Um, both bench all your, all your starters and take a bye. It, it's weird. It's weird, but then you're then you're still only. Like, but I suppose you got to figure out. You got to that. There's there's the problem though, right? Like, because you might have more people on buy one of those, and I might have more people on buy the other one. That's that's a tough way to do it as well. Um, but <laughs> I know it's perfect, but you're you're either going to have to deal with the four bye week teams in week fourteen, or you are going to have to make an exception which is playing a, an outside your division guy twice probably. Um, here's a – here's a. no one wants to do this either, but I was going to say start your season week two. <laughs> <laughs> play the same play the same season and start at week two. <laughs> Everybody well, just it, hang out week one. Have, that's have, kind of – you know, certainly no, no NFL teams are – taking week one for granted. Yeah. But the other the other thing that hasn't been talked about quite as much with the schedule change is uh, one less week of uh, of preseason. So, yeah. um, again, no, no NFL team. I'm not saying any NFL team is going to treat week one like a preseason game. 
but I do think it, they, it could certainly be less predictable, mm-hmm. um, could be potentially, you know, rusty or I guess rustier or less prepared for the season. Yeah. Uh, th- this, this upcoming season is going to be uh, very different in so many ways. Right. Um, I suppose you could play some kind of all play in week one where you get a point, you get a win if you're in the top set, top five, you get a loss if you're in the bottom five. Uh, you probably could do that week 14, but again, 14's on by, that's not as fair. You could do your regular schedule, take week 14 off, and then do your playoffs 15 through 17. But again, that means somebody with, like, I don't know, say, you know, I don't know, maybe it's Superflex and they have Mac Jones or something, like a Patriot or something. You know, one of the teams on by week 14. That means they get 13 full weeks with that player, and then they get a bye week, the same bye week as that. And there, there's not a lot of great options, uh, Sean Duffy. If you're not going to be able, with 10 teams, you're not going to be able to keep it perfect unless you get really creative. I, I kind of like the all-play idea. Week In 14, week one? In week 14, I, I prefer it week 14, um, almost like a play-in type situation. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe really shaking up the the standings. Change it to a four-week playoffs. <laughs> the six teams that, yeah, or the uh, four team, top four teams uh, are in, you know, get a bye and the bottom four team, bottom six teams play in or something. I don't know. Figure out some kind of way to have that be playoffs. We've gone over a lot of weird, quirky ways to try to address this. Maybe mentally he's figured something out just from listening to us. Well, and, and, and for the record in safe leagues, we are moving to a week, a playoff schedule week 15 to 17, I believe. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sean, hopefully something we said in there clicks for you and you can figure out something, some kind of schedule to do. There's no perfect right answer. There's whatever answer works for your league. Um, so hopefully something in there helped. Hi, Ryan and Scott, or it says, hi, Scott and Ryan. I heard your latest podcast and like your idea for including kickers flex options in SFB 11. Wanted to share this idea for kicker scoring, uh, each field goal is a six-point swing in a game, so um, he wants to do decimal scoring, but then have you lose points escalating by how short the kick is. Uh, so decimal scoring for kick for, for field goals, like SFB11 does, like I've done for 20 years. Um, I stopped do- using kickers a long time ago, but... I always, I did kicker, I did decimal scoring from like the late, early 2000s. It's, it's really, it feels like the fair way to do it. 45 yarders, 4.5 points, etc. What he is mentioning here is if you have a 60 yard attempt, um, you get six points for a make, which is decimal, zero for a miss. 50 yard attempt, five for a make, minus one for a miss. You see, you 40 yard field goal, minus two for a miss. So, the shorter the field goal, the more points you get docked. Um, here's the awesome thing. I did – I spent hours crunching the number on numbers on this, and I was talking with several of the kicker aficionados in the industry, like Denny Carter and stuff. And when I did minus three for any field goal versus tiered misses like this, like a 30-yarder, you lose – you know, th- you lose three, four, three points, 20 yard, you lose four points, stuff like that. When I took just a base minus three, 
all the numbers turned out almost exactly the same. Like, so <laughs> in talking to Denny and all these kicker guys uh, and, and girls, a couple of kicker women uh, like Jen Eakins and, and Lindellians, you know, um, we realized, keep it simple, stupid, because it does not change mm. the scoring almost yeah. at all. Like there's, there's almost no, ch- if you just do minus three for all field goals, it's, there's almost no change whatsoever uh, compared to tiered um, escalating uh, uh, docking for points missed in field goals. Um, just, it, was, it was almost hysterical how little change there was, um, which means your average kicker when he misses field goals misses them from, <laughs> from what? Like, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't do the math in my head of their average, but um, it averaged out to three points per miss apparently. Um, <laughs> So uh, I also don't like this. Uh, you know, it's I, I like mentally you think it makes sense. Like a 20 yarder, you should be docked more points than missing a 60 yarder. It makes more sense. It just makes yeah. sense logically. But A, there's almost no change in the overall year, full year scoring. Um, it, it can hurt you maybe more in a specific game where a kicker has a really bad day. But um, I also, you know me, Ryan, I don't like arbitrary cutoffs. Like a 50 yarder is minus one and a 49 yarder is, you know, minus two because it's 40 to 49 or whatever. Even if you do decimal scoring, it's a little bit better, but I can tell you from crunching the numbers for literally hours, there is basically no change um, by doing, uh, you know, tiered or um, escalating punishment for missing shorter kicks. It makes sense though. Like it makes sense logically. If your league wants to do it, that's awesome. Um, I'm in the frame of mind, especially with SFB 11, keep it simple, stupid, right? Yeah. Like I, I'm not calling Adam in the Bay area stupid. I'm just saying, you know, the, the phrase, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's a lot. And it, uh, especially for SFB 11, it's not something it's more difficult to talk about on radio and put in articles and, and like explain to people, Minus three for any missed field goal is almost exactly the same thing over the course of the year as, you know, this escalating (laughs) version. Yeah, It balances Um, out essentially. Exactly. It it completely balances out. Uh, A a kicker could have a bad game and it, you know, it could, it could, you know, look really bad for a game, but then another game it's, yeah, et cetera. Um, But he goes over that. He mentions extra point. Uh, it should be plus one for a make, minus two for a miss. Um, that's that's a pretty pretty high penalty for a miss. But here's the thing: uh, the like forty kickers that kicked a field goal last year, kicked an extra point last year, combined missed ninety two. Like we're, I think it is an average of like one point. Like each kicker missed an average of like one point six per you know per kicker. So this is like ninety two extra points missed over the course of 16 weeks and over the course of like 35 to 40 kickers, 92 total missed extra points. So this was another one that we can, I considered make it minus three for a miss, but we found out because so few kickers missed extra points and the ones that did are generally ones you didn't start. It once again made almost no difference whatsoever as opposed to minus one for a miss. Um, it's, uh, I do, I do like, I do like the harsher punishment. I do like the decimal 
the uh, escalating punishment for missing kicks that are shorter. I love these ideas. I'm just for SFB 11. I didn't do them because it's far more complex and it makes almost no difference whatsoever uh, when you boil it down over the course of a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, I really love that you're thinking ahead. I really love that you're putting mental thought into, you know, people should be like, that's part of what happened with SFB 10 and 11 quarterback scoring is you put thought into trying to make it so that bad kickers have worse games and good kickers have good games. And, and this is a way to do it. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll leave it there, but I, I actually really love this idea, Adam in the Bay area. Um, I think it's a really good way to set up the league as long it, it won't work for SFB 11. Cause it's just too much to explain to people, but for, um, for a regular league, it's, it's great, man. I like it. I did all the talking on that, Ryan. Did you have any kicker convert? Like I spent so many hours researching this score, this kicker scoring for SFB 11 that I, I just took over that conversation there. Do you have anything? No, I, I needed you to take over that conversation. I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't have much in the, uh, in the way of kickers to add to, yeah, add to yeah. the conversation. Yeah, the the overall season and the points per game for each of those kickers, you know, having a set minus three minus one versus the escalating and the harsh extra points, the points per game, almost no change. The full yeah. season, which of course points per game is just a division of the full season, assuming most kickers played the full season, right? So obviously both showed almost no change. Um Hey Scott. Oh, you know, I'm done. To- I've talked way too much, Ryan. I got to stop. It's your turn. <laughs> it's my man. turn. Take a back seat here. Yeah. Uh, we don't know who this one's from. Maybe you do. I don't. Um, uh, I'll try to look it up. Yeah. All right. This, this looks like it's simply a, um, uh, it's, it's this question here. This, this, you know, the, it's the third paragraph. That's his question is what it looks like. And All right. It feels like something we've gone over. It is from Nick, by the way. Nick, got it. All right, Nick. Uh, Nick says, hey, Scott and Ryan, recently discovered the podcast. Huge fan of, of the content. I'm a commissioner of the dynasty of a dynasty super flex league named the Cleveland Football Club going into its third league year. Constantly looking for new ideas and ways to switch things up and started doing an annual owners meeting where I put together materials outlining several rule proposals that, that the club then votes on. Love that. He says, I also have a question. was curious as to what ideas you guys have uh, have seen or like as it relates to the additional NFL game this year. My proposal for how we uh, are going to do it is attached under issue yeah. two. Uh, yeah, so I, I, got, I got it here. Well, I, I just think so many people are having – conversations and trying to figure out what to do exactly with the schedule. And um, you're right. We, we kind of thought we knew, and then the NFL schedule came out and really threw us for a loop when it comes to regular season schedule, though, I just think there's so much you can do. You, uh, I know Scott in, in some of your leagues, you have rivalries. You could go with something like that, where yes, you're playing a, a team, um, you know, one team more than others, but that becomes your rival. You could do some type of uh, strength of schedule setup where you're essentially playing the um, the team that was closest to you uh, 
uh, closer to your team the previous year, whether whether you were, you know, a, a playoff team or towards the bottom of the standings. Either way, um, the regular season schedule, I'm 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 just not not that concerned with because I think there are so many alternatives that work. For me, it's more about what the actual playoffs are going to look like. And again, we still just kind of have to wait and see. The The week 14 thing definitely throws it off as far as the NFL buys. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what week 17 of uh, the 2021 season yeah. brings us. I looked at his um, rules that he has here in the PDF, and he's basically just saying if they move to a 14-game season, the 14th week will be an extra week of the regular season, and you'll play a non-division, um, an extra non-division game. And and le- much like the other emailer, worry about playing a specific team twice that you know could give advantages or disadvantages. It, it, it's something people are going to have to deal with. The NFL screwed on us on this one. Dang NFL. I'm just kidding. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, I'll figure a way to edit that down. But we, we've talked a little bit about it. There's there's a lot of different ways to do it. Your your host probably has a lot of default ways. Um, right. Yeah. So, all right, fellas. I oh man, <laughs> this, this is another one. Uh, while we're at it, we'll, we might as well touch on Brian Phillips from Cave Springs, Arkansas, who has the same exact question pretty much. Uh, he can't think of a good way to add a 14th game to the regular season because he's got what I love, the 14-team season, 14-team league, where you played everybody else once for 13 weeks, and then you had three weeks of playoffs, which was great. It was wonderful. I loved it. Now they throw a 14th week in here, and you don't know what to do. Um, we've met, we mentioned earlier, um, I think it's kind of cool to add an all play week. Um, I think it'd be interesting to, uh, I don't know, take a week where no teams are on by and just make it a bye week or something. I, I think that the all play week one or week 14 is interesting, or you can just do what most people are going to have to do and just add one extra game versus another person. Um, I, I don't know, Ryan, the, this, this thing set off, uh, set off a storm for a lot of people with that 14 week schedule. It, it unevened a lot of schedules. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly did. And I don't know, like I said, I, I, I know if you had that, that 14 team league, maybe I, I don't really play in very many, maybe not any right. 14 team league. So, um, so, I didn't have that that ideal schedule set in place anyway. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's why it's not bothering me as, exactly. as much. <laughs> so many so many leagues didn't even have that ideal like that that ideal schedule. But yeah, this, this might change my opinions on 14 team leagues at some point. <laughs> I know John Bosch was toying with going to 15 team leagues where you play all 14 teams once but then like everybody has a buy some week because that's an uneven number of teams. I don't even know John's creating something interesting though. Uh, but Brian sure Phillips, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. John's Brian, always creating something. Interesting. <laughs> so thanks to Nick who had that question. Thanks to Sean Duffy. who had the one question earlier and thanks to Brian Phillips from Cave Springs, Arkansas, similar question, but I'm going to add the one thing Brian Phillips added in here that we have not seen which is great if your league is put together enough to do this. Rotating that extra game over a 13-year period, maybe. 
<laughs> he said it sounds cumbersome, but I'm like, can you imagine setting up like doing the schedule you love that you have perfect, but you rotate who you play for that extra game over a 13 year period? So over 13 years, you you play each like team one extra time. <laughs> yeah, that that certainly is cumbersome. Um, yeah. I was talking with our buddy Dan Myler, who's also a, a commissioner of of a few leagues, about this as well. And um, yeah, we were just kicking around some some possibilities. And um, the more we chatted, the more ideas we came up with. As far as um, you know, what if what if your fourteenth game was, or you know, your extra game, whatever that looks like in in your league. What if your extra game was always against the team that um, that was close that gave you your closest game from the previous season? Oh, interesting. Um, or it could, if you're going to make it, if you know it's going to be week fourteen, I guess it could be your closest game that season, right? Yeah. So going yeah. into the year, you you don't know what your week fourteen game is going to be. Yeah. Um, if you're able or, to schedule it out where the week 14 is the extra game for everybody, yeah, that's great. So um, it's your closest game that year or or uh, whatever time period you want. Or um, it could be kind of that play-in type game. Yeah. Going into week 14, the number one seed plays the number two seed. Three plays four all the way down. Yeah. Um, like so it's almost an extra playoff week. Be- Before we move on, I'm going to add in the one other thing that we've mentioned on another show is that you could pick a rival before the season, and that rival yeah. could be the extra game. And yeah. there could be some extra weight to that game for some reason, like it, whether it's like a $10 bet or if it's, uh, you know, you do rivalry trophies, you can pick a rival and have that rival be the extra game. Ryan, you want to start this one? Yeah, I got this. Let's, let's do these last two and then get on out of here. Sounds good. This is from Tino. Uh, Scott and Ryan, what are your favorite keeper settings or preferences? I've researched the most common keeper settings for a baseline, but have been getting mixed results. How do you choose which players get kept during the draft? For example, this previous season, players were eligible eligible to be kept if they were drafted in the seventh round or later. Also, how do you guys feel about keeping waiver wire pickups? Um, well, I would say Tino is getting mixed results because there's almost an endless amount of ways yep. to manage keeper leagues. Yep. Um, and, and Tino, you say you're looking for a baseline or, or kind of the the common, the standard way to do things. There's really not one. No. Um, I, I currently play in one keeper league. Um, it may be the only keeper. keeper league. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you you play in, in a four-keeper league or yeah. four-keeper leagues? No, one keeper league, and you keep okay. more players. I thought you were saying you, you keep one in your league. Keep one No, player. no, no. No, yeah. we – so in I, – I play in one league that is a keeper league. Yeah. Let me say it that way. Um, so that's, that's really kind of – it's not all I have to base it on, but that's my most recent experience. In our league, you can keep as many players as you want. There's a plus four round um, – cost each year. So anybody that you draft in the first four rounds obviously cannot be kept. So you're, you're constantly getting recycled the, the top players. The top players. Um, and then every year that, that cost goes up. So uh, if I want to keep my fifth rounder from last year, that's going to be my first round pick. 
but the there's no limit on the number of players we can keep. So when we get to draft day, some some managers are keeping 10 players and some are keeping one or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I really like the way that works out. Um, but again, there's, there's so many ways yeah. to do it. Uh, you said you're in a four keeper league where you're limited to a, a set number of players. Yeah, you can keep three, uh, three vets and one, one player who's one or two years in the league, rookie or second year player in the league. Um, there are leagues where, their draft round from the year before, like it's a set number, but the draft round from the year before is how it's decided. Like you have to give up that pick in that draft. Um, there are ones that same way where it's, you know, a plus, you have a plus four escalator plus one or plus two escalators. Very common. Uh, keep three is arguably the most common I've seen out there. Keeping three players. Um, uh, what else is there? Safe leagues keeps has, Keeper leagues that keep five. Actually, that's not safe leagues. Throwback has keeper leagues that keep five. Um, what else is there? There's there's deeper keeper leagues, like mm-hmm. where you keep as many as like sixteen or uh, ten. Like I read an article on the the footballers the other day that their preferred keeper format is basically your starting lineup. It was like nine or ten players. It was, and it wasn't like you didn't get to keep whatever nine or ten you wanted. You had to keep quarterback, running back, running back, wide receiver, what you know what I mean? You had you had oh, positional wow. yeah. limits. Um I know throwback years ago used to do a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, a kicker, a defense, and a flex. Like the you can be you can be, you know, stuck to your keepers based on draft position or just, you know, NFL position. The the reason you're getting mixed mixed you're having problems here, Tino, is because I think that there are more variations on what you can keep than there even are on dynasty leagues out there. Yeah. Like, it's it's absolutely crazy the 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 creativity you can have with with that setup. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly, and that also that also makes it harder to 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 give Tino advice that there's. I, I'll answer his last question. How do you guys feel about keeping waiver wire oh, yes, pickups? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, like that's, that's extremely rare that you almost never see waiver wire pickups be allowed to be kept. I mean, it's a thing in some leagues. I don't know if it is in your league, maybe for the last round pick or something, Ryan, but, um, being able to keep waiver wire pickups, uh, it's, it's common in leagues where there's no draft pick assigned to it in leagues where like you lose the draft pick or an escalated draft pick you generally can't keep waiver wire pickups. How's it work in your league? That's how it works. We cannot yeah. keep waiver wire pickups. Uh, actually, we have a we have a very short period, typically one to two weeks between the draft and the beginning of the season. And any player that you pick up prior to the season actually beginning, those those are eligible to be kept. So if if post draft. Uh, if there was some type of injury in the preseason or something, and, and you picked up that player before week one, he's eligible eligible to be kept. But once the season begins, uh, hmm. no no waiver players can be kept. Gotcha. Uh, there you go, Tino. There are so many different ways. Just figure out what your league wants to do and go with it. And don't be afraid to change it. Year to, like vote on it in your league and decide maybe I want to do it different in a couple of years because we've changed our keeper rules three or four times in my league. 
Um, it was started out as a dynasty, and it's it's going into year thirty, and we've changed the keeper the keeper rules a few times in that league. Um, uh, last question is from James from Hollywood, Scott and Ryan. When you announced third round reversal as a new wrinkle for SFB, I had never heard of it. It is actually more. Is it actually more fair than a snake draft? Is there any data saying one way or the other? The concept sounds interesting, and I may incorporate it into my guillotine league this year. Um, so the third round reversal's been around for a very long time. In fact, when I when I brought it up, like Paulson sent me an article from Football Guys talking about third round reversal from like 2007. Like, and I know that it was around before then. It's been around for a very long time. It's just yeah. It's just something I I decided to push a little bit this year. I actually don't know that it it will work very well in SFB because the scoring is so balanced in SFB, and the 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 reason third round reversal exists is to try to make it a little more fair. If you go to mm-hmm. Rotoviz's data on um, win percentage from draft spot, you'll see that the first two three picks have a slightly higher chance of winning your league every year. Um, third round reversal is supposed to counteract that the research I did on it several years ago, probably, probably almost a decade ago. Now it was probably early 2010s, you know, 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there showed that some years it evened it out and made it nice and even and other years it way overcorrected and the back end was too heavy. So, um, I, I've long thought that, and I actually saw someone tweet this the other day, which made me smile. I have long thought that fifth round reversal would be just the perfect touch to, you know, give a little bit more advantage to that back end, but less likely to overcompensate. Um, But yeah, there is data that suggests that it's, it could be, it's a little bit more fair Um, in a guillotine league where there's 17 teams. I don't know. I honestly don't know. What do you think, Ryan? Cause that back end gets picked 17 and 18 but the top end gets like the first best player and the back end gets the 17th best player. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it, I've, I've seen no data on a 17 round or 18 round, maybe this year guillotine league. No, no, I, I haven't either. Um, I don't know. The, the larger league certainly feels like it, it would have an impact though. I would, uh, I would think so. Right. I, I yeah. feel like, I feel like, I think, I think the, yeah, the variance would be bigger. Like it would, it would like either, I think it might weigh overcorrect or maybe, maybe make it fair. I don't know. I honestly can't, I honestly don't know for a GT league. Any other thoughts on third round reversal? Sorry. I kind of jumped on you there. No, no, that's, that's fine. Um, Honestly, I've, I've just, I've so rarely played in a third, in a league with a third round reversal. So I'm, uh, I'm, just, you know, that's just another reason I'm looking forward to SFB and the, <laughs> the impact it has. And that's one thing I love about the fishbowl every year is that it, um, you know, I know each year you, you really try to throw something in that, um, it, and just, just to get exposure to it. Right. And I know, I know it's not even, it's not always something you're a huge proponent of. And I think that's the yep. case with this, with third round reversal. It's, it's not like all of your leagues use this rule. Right. It's just, it's just a rule you want to make the community aware of. Yep. Maybe, maybe some latch onto it. Like, uh, like James is suggesting here and uh, really adopt it as, as the way they're going to do things. And 
maybe some try it and think, nah, that was, that was fine, but not for me. And, and either way <laughs> that that's okay. It's, it's, yep. uh, it's a, you know, it's a big part of, uh, of the SFB every year. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Uh, I think you made a fair assessment there that it's, uh, it, it's something I, I would, like I said, I think fifth round would be a little bit, I, I will say, I think I kind of touched on this. The more balanced your scoring is, it's probably not as fair, <laughs> but if yeah, you have fairly normal sense. scoring, you're fairly default scoring on most, most systems, it probably does teeter towards the side of fair a little more than, than your regular snake draft. Um, but uh, thanks James from Hollywood, Ryan, that is like this, this episode is way too long. What are we doing? We're, we're <laughs> we, I'm you had to go too. you have stuff to do, man. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, what is happening? <laughs> All right. Let's get on out of here that my family just got home too. So it's good timing. Uh, let's get on out of here then. That's another episode of Commission Impossible. Make sure to give us a five-star review on whatever you listen to podcasts to. Tell your friends, tell your league mates, tell other commissioners about our show. Uh, Next week, we'll be back with uh, some interesting league ideas and settings. We have a ton of those to go through, so we'll do some of those next week. Follow me on Twitter, ScottFish24. Follow Ryan on Twitter, RyanMC23. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.